Welcome to the BizTimes MKE podcast and another episode of the Weekly Debrief. I'm Arthur Thomas, Managing Editor at BizTimes Media, and I'm joined on the Weekly Debrief, as always, by BizTimes Editor Andrew Wyland. Andrew, how are you doing? It's Summerfest. It's Summerfest time. <laughs> I was just out there for lunch, and it's a beautiful day, and Summerfest is back. It's right around the corner from our office. It's a beautiful thing. Go down Absolutely. there. I encourage people to go down there. It's great. Absolutely. It's uh it's always nice when Summerfest comes around. Uh a little less nice for our uh office parking situation, but uh you know that is challenging, yes. pay, uh, that is, so be it. You know, it's life in the big city, it's exciting. So yeah, it's a little bit of traffic, a little bit of parking headache for us in the third ward, but it's life in the big city. It's exciting. It's fun. It's within walking distance of our office. You hear the music out there. You don't want to work. You know, you want to go over there. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we did do some work this week, and we'll start yeah. with our insider story spotlight. That is a chance for us to highlight some of the stories that are available only to BizTimes insiders. Uh, if you are already an insider, thank you very much. We really do appreciate that. Your support helps make our work possible. If you're not an insider, please do consider subscribing. The equivalent of $9 a month will get you discounted admission to some of our events, access to all of the articles on our website, biztimes.com, and other insider benefits. So, Andrew, what is your insider story spotlight this week? I'm highlighting a report we had about the construction beginning uh, for an improvement project at the Amtrak train station at uh, Mitchell International Airport. Um, The train station at the airport currently only has a platform on, you know, there's there's two tracks in the northbound and southbound, and currently there's only a platform on the the east side, so that would be the northbound track. Um, And now an additional platform will be added to the west side for the southbound, trains coming through and then there will be a like a skywalk connecting the two the purpose of this pro this, this project is really necessary um as it's part of amtrak's plans to increase the number of trains uh running between milwaukee and chicago and to increase that capacity they need to add this improvement um at the airport station so that the you know all the trains you know going northbound or southbound um, everyone get, is getting on, getting off as fast as possible. Um, right now, it's a little bit delayed because of the, the, the facility limitations right now. So that's one project they need to do. Another one they're working on for the future is expansion. At there's a there's a rail yard in uh, city of Milwaukee. I believe it's called the Muskego Yards. That uh, there needs to be some improvements done over there as well. Uh, but it's all part of the effort to. Um, increase the capacity, increase the number of trains going between Milwaukee and Chicago, which uh, those trains do very well. They attract a lot of ridership. Absolutely. And it's, you know, you can see potential as the two cities kind of grow grow closer and closer together, Mm -hmm. get more interconnected, um, moving into the future for that that need for that additional ridership or additional ridership capacity. Uh, It's probably going to grow as the two regions kind of become more of a, a mega region yeah. uh, moving into the future. 
my insider story spotlight this week, I'm going to cheat and uh, essentially pick our entire latest print magazine issue, um, but specifically our package of cover stories, uh, which this was our innovation issue, which we do annually. Hottest topic in innovation has been artificial intelligence. And so we set out to cover that in a number of different ways. Got a nice overview of AI. We've got story diving into some of the, I guess, risks and complications. Got stories on companies already using it and roundup of research efforts on AI in the state. Lots of interesting different things. So please do check that out if you have a chance. Uh, a lot of time and effort went into that. And uh, those are all insider stories uh, available for those who have access. Yeah, we really do put a lot of work into that. And uh, I'm really proud of the, the the comprehensive and deep dive look that we took into the, the topic of, of artificial intelligence, both the possibilities and the potential perils that AI uh, could bring could bring to us. So do do check it out, please. Absolutely. Uh, we'll get to our big story of the week here in just a minute. But before we do, want to highlight that you've got about a week left until early bird pricing for our annual Women in Business Symposium ends on June 30th. So through June 30th, you can get a ticket for Women in Business uh, for $60 after the 30th, it'll go up to 80. So please do consider uh, registering for that event. Uh, it'll take place August 23rd in the morning out at the Brookfield Conference Center. Uh, we've got a great program together. Uh, we've got about 40 minutes for registration and networking to start. We've built in some additional breaks uh, throughout the program for networking. We've heard from attendees in the past, they want more networking. Uh, you know, the program is great and we do have a great program lined up. But people want to come to events to have a chance to connect with others. And we've built that into uh, how we're scheduling this. So we've got your full morning, lots of chance to connect with other business leaders and folks from throughout Southeastern Wisconsin's business community. So please do consider signing up for that. And again, early bird pricing ends on June 30th. Let's shift gears to our big story of the week. And we're focusing this week on. Uh, the uh, I-794 and the potential for that to be removed or redesigned or reconstructed um, in the future. Um, this has been a a growing topic, I guess, um, in Milwaukee over the last number of years. Uh, this idea that, that 794 should be potentially demolished, taken down. Um, this week, the Wisconsin Department of Transportation made public uh, a number of kind of concept designs uh, for, uh, well, they, they kind of looked at all a variety of options, right? They looked at the full reconstruction of 794. They looked at some different improvements, and they had at least two options included that called for the full removal of the freeway, which um, there's been a, I guess, a growing chorus of folks calling for that. Um, and you know, what, what a removal of the freeway would do would open up, uh, looks like between 15 and 18 acres of land for potential redevelopment up from the about three acres that are currently available, um, with how it's constructed now. Um, it would also likely kind of create more of a connection between, uh, East Town portion of downtown and the third ward, 
um, and kind of better connect those two areas, which are kind of pretty divided right now by there's a kind of a stark dividing line between the two with uh, 794 in place. Uh, so a couple interesting, they did a traffic analysis. Um, interestingly, 68% of the traffic coming from the home bridge uh, eventually traveled through the Marquette interchange. And about 45% of the traffic through the Marquette traveled um, on the home. So it gives you an indication of um, how many folks are actually getting off the highway at that spot. So that gives you a little a sense of what was announced and released this week. Uh, Andrew, what do you make of all this? Are we actually going to see this, or is this just uh, pie in the sky still? Mm. Still seems like a long shot, uh, and you, you mentioned that there's there's growing interest in it. I mean, the, the city put this idea into their downtown plan. So, you know, city officials, um, as they're planning the future of the downtown, this is something they would like to see happen. Um, but there's also a lot of pushback against the idea. Um, you mentioned the amount of traffic that either goes across the home bridge or from the Marquette that connect to each other that, that use this freeway stretch in between, you know, downtown and the third ward. And, you know, I, people who rely on that are likely not to be too happy to lose that freeway. Um, but the potential development opportunity is, is very, very intriguing. And of course, hindsight is 2020, but you know, you look at the way the freeway system was built in Milwaukee and it's just, you know, decades ago, it's really hard to imagine that if you had to do it all over again, you would put a freeway in between downtown and the third ward. These are, you know, this is some of the most valuable real estate, not in the city, but in the entire state, you know, these are really the, the strong, really the strongest parts of, you know, Milwaukee and really, yeah, really the southeastern Wisconsin, really all of Wisconsin. Um, these tremendously strong neighborhoods for all the challenges that the city of Milwaukee has with many of its neighborhoods. And downtown and the east side of downtown is where Milwaukee is very, very strong. And there's a lot of business activity and a lot of development activity and extremely valuable real estate. So to have a big chunk of that real estate used for a freeway, you know, yes, freeways are vital to move people and goods around the region and around the world. But you don't necessarily want the freeway to go right through the heart of your most valuable uh, districts. You like to try to get you there, but not necessarily slice through. And I mean, go. I mean, you've got land that's very close to the lakefront. You've got land that's on the river. And again, just anything in the third ward and east east side of downtown is very valuable. So when you consider the possibility of okay, let's you know in, in between, basically in between the the sort of the home bridge where it sort of comes down to the area near, you guys could say Smartfest, Northgate, the Milwaukee Art Museum, that whole kind of area. And take that segment of 794 from there um, to close to the market interchange, maybe, you know, a bit, bit east of the market interchange and turn that into a boulevard and taking all the land that the freeway absorbs uh, and opening that up for development 
it's it, it, it's a very intriguing idea and the development potential there is huge granted it would take a long time to develop all that i think you know people were compared to the park east corridor um and what was done there and the park east freeway was taken down and it took a long time to develop all that and some of that still hasn't been developed um so it would take some time but this land i i would suggest is even more valuable than the park east corridor where it's positioned um and the, the, the possibilities are very, very enticing. Um, will the advocates, you know, kind of the urbanists of Milwaukee be able to convince state officials, State Department of Transportation, um, key business and civic leaders to get on board with this? I think it's still, um, it's still a long shot, but um, it's a very interesting idea that um and and with the aging freeway needing some money to be spent to upgrade it or maintain it now is the time to at least consider this yeah you have to wonder in some ways you know uh well i think the fact that you have the dot you know so it's department of transportation that's the one studying this and you wonder how much you know so from a how much does it get looked at from a transportation perspective versus an economic development perspective. Yeah. If I'm DOT, my job is to make transportation, you know, safe and efficient and um, all those things. Well, okay. Maybe that is speaks in favor of keeping it. But when you think of, mm-hmm. you know, more holistic look, yeah, it may make more sense to demolish it. On the other hand, like you said, develop, I mean, the park East isn't even, you know, it's just like fully filled in all the spots that were created through the, that demolition. Um, and we're in a different era for the kind of development that takes place in downtowns, which, um, you know, thinking of office space, not in the same kind of demand it was five years ago. Um, and then, you know, John's controls at one point did look at putting up an office tower in some of the land that mm-hmm. um, is the little bit of land that is available for development in that area. Yep. Um, they looked at that and didn't go forward with it, um, probably for a variety of reasons. But, you know, so that was, you know, almost a decade ago when Office was in a much different spot. Um, now you look forward and Chance Controls is moving out of downtown um, because their office needs have changed in a lot of ways. So it'll be interesting to see how that that plays out over the coming years. Uh, final design for this is going to be completed in 2025 and 2026 with construction. If it was funded taking place in 2026 through 2029. So we got a little bit of, you know, time before we really know exactly where this is going, but, uh, you know, time, time moves quickly and it'll be be 2025 before we know it. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Um, you know, I, I think city officials get frustrated when they feel like state officials don't don't listen to what what they want. But like you said, the state has other things to consider. And, and from the, the DOT's perspective, okay, if they're just thinking about transportation, yeah, then freeway makes sense. But if you think of the bigger picture, uh, you know, how how much is is a is a transportation department supposed to think about? economic development um you know and and then how much can 
local officials and local residents weigh in. Um, but you've got other, you know, I think there's, there's a strong push probably in the city of Milwaukee to remove this facility. You've got other people that use it, you know, people in the South shore suburbs that are going to fight to see it preserved because that's, um, a link they use to get, you know, get throughout the region is they, they use this freeway. So, um, it'll, it'll be very, very interesting to see how it plays out, um, where business leaders weigh in on it. Um, and, and, and where it goes. There are other, there are other options, um, sort of redesign options that could open up some additional land for development, but not nearly as much and not nearly as drastically impactful as, as a full removal, um, would do. So, you know, you might get kind of a compromise approach, but that won't make a huge impact. This, this could be a removal would be, would be a huge impact that could drastically transform that whole area. And, and, you know, back to the park East, like, yeah, that took a long time to develop and, and it's still getting there. You know, the bucks control a lot of that land now. Um, and they've done a lot over there. Um, but I, as much as it was a struggle to get the park East developed, I, I have a hard time believing anyone would believe that that area was better before the freeway was removed. I mean, that, that corridor and that neighborhood just seems drastically stronger and more attractive and more appealing than it was when there was a, a elevated freeway running through it. So, you know, you mentioned the issues with office space and you're right. Office demand is, is not likely to be what it was anytime soon, if ever again. But uh, the flip side is that downtown and the, down, the greater downtown areas is red hot for residential development. It, it, it's incredible how many residential projects are either under construction or in the works. So the area, the downtown area as a place to live remains very, very attractive. And this is the type of thing that could make it even more attractive and, and attract even more interest and, and, and improve just the appeal of of the neighborhood as a place to be and live in while it would be harder to pass through driving on the freeway. Yeah. And you can see why the folks, you know, when you see that 68% of the folks coming from the home bridge to the Marquette go through, um, it's definitely a more of a, you know, more used as a connection that way than folks coming from the, from the West and coming into downtown. Uh, so certainly a lot to consider there. Uh, if you're interested in seeing more, we'll have a link to Hunter Turpin's story uh, in the show notes that kind of there's a slideshow in there with all of the different concepts the OT uh, put out. So do check that out to kind of see a visual of, of some of what we're talking about. We'll uh, continue to watch this story and track it over the coming years. Uh, until then, that'll do it for this week on the BizTimes MKE podcast and the weekly debrief. Thanks for joining me as always, Andrew. You bet. This is Dan Meyer with BizTimes Media. You've been listening to the BizTimes MKE podcast. For more business news and insights, be sure to go to biztimes.com and subscribe to any of our daily e-newsletters and our magazine, BizTimes Milwaukee.